Hello everyone, you're listening to the Sens Hour Podcast, hosted by me, Shane, your one-stop destination for all your Senators news, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. You can catch new episodes weekly on Tuesdays at 10 a.m., wherever you find your podcast. And we are back for part two of this extra long episode. Yeah. Uh, welcome. Thank you for joining us. We're right now moving on to the Eastern Conference predictions. We will try to make this quicker. Oh, God. The West, but God damn, this is going to be hard. We are kicking it off with the Carolina, the Jerks, Hurricanes. And they were jerks in the offseason. They signed. Right. Yes, Perry Kakaniemi to an offer sheet with a $20 signing bonus. Just and, and then they say, oh, this isn't retribution or revenge for signing Aho. Yeah, sure. Know with that BS. They get Kakaniemi, they give up a first and a third round pick to bring him in. He is expected to slot on the wing beside Trocek and Netcash. This mm-hmm. team, you know, Derek Stepan's in at their bottom, like their their fourth line center. They bring in Tony D'Angelo and Ethan Bear and Ian Cole. Uh, they they let go of Dougie Hamilton. Say what you want about Tony D'Angelo. He has great offensive upside. He's playing with Slavin, so hopefully he has another good year that he did in New York. Um, their goaltending in Frederick Anderson and Antti Ranta. They let go of Nijelkovic and Mrazic. Went to Toronto for Mrazic. Nijelkovic went over and to... Jonathan Bernier as well. Yeah, or, yeah, well, Jonathan Bernier was traded for Nijelkovic, and then they got rid of Reimer. So they bring in two fresh goaltenders. This team looks good. Mm-hmm. I expect them to make the playoffs. No, I think that's a. I think that's a fair. I think that's a fair thing when you look at the look at the Canes. Um, you know, from top to bottom, they still have a very talented team. They have you know the former coach of the year, Rob Brindamore, who I think is in better shape than his entire team, considering <laughs> the Canes' team. He's an absolute unit. He's a of beast. A human being. I mean, I don't know why GQ has not reached out to him yet. That is even he, you know, we 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 got we got to get on the phone about that. But you look at um, Carolina, and yes, the the Yesperi Kakiniemi, that was bad. I I, I like I like Kakiniemi, but what they gave him was just like like what do you think he's going to do? Like look how we did in the playoffs last year. Like this is the thing that's concerning. To, to be me. fair though, like Montreal kind of hated him. Like I think, and I think people. Ducharme did not like him. They sat Caulfield for the first two games. They sat Tatar the entire playoff. Yeah, like, it's really hard to judge Kakaniemi for what happened in Montreal when it was clear that he wasn't someone that fit Montreal style. Like, it just, it was no, obvious. I I understand. Um, so, but still, I'm excited like, to see what he does in, in a Rob Brindamore style offense. He has a lot to prove. He has a lot to prove this season. Um. The biggest thing for me, and, and obviously you guys will see it uh, when Shane shows the graphic later on, the biggest thing for me is you have a completely new goaltending situation, completely new. You moved on from Alex Nedeljkovic because you didn't want to give him the money that he was asking for. Um, you don't even make an attempt to try to keep Jonathan Bernier for whatever reason. Um, you bring in Freddie Anderson when he's healthy. When he's healthy, he's very good. And – um, who's our backup? I, you just said anti Ranta. Anti Ranta. Who's a who's a solid goaltender? But I think goaltending is going to be the biggest question mark for me. I think I think Bert, I think Anderson ends up five, top five in Vesna Trophy. 
Really? I think he, I think right. he has a Vesna Trophy season. And um, I think losing Dougie Hamilton is going to hurt them in some capacity, but they still have Jakob Slavin. And they yeah. think they still have Brady Shea as well. Yeah, they have Brady Shea, Slavin. And, Tony uh, D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo, Brett Pesci, and then Ian Cole and Ethan Bear. Right. And uh, So they got they rid still- of like Fleury, uh, Bean, who ended up in Columbus, who we'll talk about shortly, and then uh, Dougie Hamilton, which ended up in New Jersey. But yeah, like I, I, I think Carolina is going to be a solid team and, and a very, very competitive team, one hundred percent. Yeah, uh, moving on from Carolina because we will try to make this quicker. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets. You got Patrick Line acts like, like you know, bringing in Voracek for Atkinson. Personally, I think that was a great deal. He's looked really good in Columbus in the preseason. It's it's interesting that he's back in his old stomping ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cole Sillinger is expected to crack the opening day lineup. As a second-line center between uh, Gustav Nyquist and Oliver Borkstrand. Jack Roslovic, who's expected to have a great year. He's paired up with Boone Jenner and Max Domi. This Columbus team, you know, you have Adam Bockwist because you that you got in the deal for uh, Seth Jones. Jones. You have yep. Jake Bean coming in. I I like this team. They're, uh, the Corpusello-Merzlikens uh, duo, I, I like it. I, I really like this team. I still think they're going to have trouble scoring goals, mm-hmm. even with Voracek. Um, I have them bottom of the league. I have bottom of the 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 Metropolitan Division. Yep. And I think overall this is going to be a team to watch because they're going to win games. They're going to be in every game they play. Right. But again, I think this is a boomer, like not even a boomer bust, but this is a team that can upset the, in this division. I'm just not going to hold my breath on it. And they still have Zach Rolinski. On the back end. So, I mean, yeah. and they signed him to a contract, which is great because what they did is they signed it so that they're only paying him for his good years. And I think yeah. that was a really, really good move by the Columbus Blue Jackets. Look, the Blue Jackets are definitely going to finish at the bottom of this division. They're in a rebuilding phase, which is fine. Blue Jackets fans are not upset about this. Um, it's obviously frustrating, though, when you know the amount of talent that they've had over the last two, three years that has just gone out the door because obviously being a smaller market, it's harder to give out money hand over fist. The thing for me is Patrick Lenny continues to sign one-year deals and constantly proves that he's he's earning. <laughs> he's worth he's, it. He's worth it. And the question mark is this. Will Columbus finally decide to give somebody like him that money? Or is he going to walk out the door as well after this? I think season? they will. If if I think they're going to see what he does this year. If he can, if he pot like if he does really well, I think they do. I think that, and if they do, I think it'll be during the season. I don't think they wait till the off season to do it because because the question mark is going to be once you get to the trade deadline. If Line is still not signed, is he going to get moved at the deadline to go? I mean, hey, you could get a pretty penny for that. So you you have to, you have to at that point, you have to commit to either Line or bringing in someone else. And depending on what offers are on the table, you might want to commit to somebody else. Right, especially if you get like an offer where I don't know, you get like a first and maybe two seconds or something like that. Or yeah, like it, it all it you all might depends. Have to do it. it all depends on the offer. Um, right, but I like Line. I think Line is going to score like forty some odd goals again, and I think he's going this to is going to be a good team to watch. In my opinion, they're going to be fun. Be fun. They have cool uniforms. I've always liked the Blue Jackets uniforms. I like the Blue Jackets podcast that we have on this network. These guys are great. Um, you know. They're just a, they're they're going to be a competitive team. It's just going to be harder because I just like you said, I think that their offense is definitely going to be lacking. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Moving on from from the Columbus Blue, Black, Blue Black, Columbus Blue Jackets, we are going over to the New Jersey Devils. Who, just so you know, 
just signed Jimmy VC to a one-year deal. Did they? Wait, did they? Did yeah, they, they literally, they literally just, just like it? 10 minutes ago oh, or six see? minutes ago. One year, 800000 uh, for well, good Jimmy for him. He just, he, you know, the thing about VC, I'm going to say really quick. He actually was really good in the preseason with the Devils. He proved that he belongs in the NHL, and I hope he makes this roster starting in training camp. I mean, starting the season, he earned a, a bottom six role. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. There was so much promise with him, but looking at their the daily faceoff lines, you have Thomas Tatar who was mistreated in Montreal. He was mistreated in free agency. Yeah. He was still there because, like three weeks after this. Yeah, happened. but that's because he, he was benched the entire time. So teams were right. worried. Like, you know, so you have Thomas Tatar with Jack Hughes and, oh man, is it Shara Govich? Yegor Sharon Govich. Sharon Govich. Okay. Or Sharon Govich, as we call him, because this man likes to score goals. He does. I've seen. Uh, you got uh, Nico Heischer with Jesper Brad and Andre Johnson, Miles Wood with Pavel Zaka, and Jane Kukinen? Kukinen? Yane Kukinen. Kukinen. Okay. Yane Kukinen. It's Yane Kukinen. And also, it's, Andrea, it's Andreas Janssen. Oh, Andreas Janssen. Janssen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jesper Bockfist, Michael McLeod, and Dawson Mercer. That that's the reported on daily faceoff. But my my big question or my big look is that defense. Ryan Graves, Dougie Hamilton, Ty Smith, Damon Severson, uh PK. Sing, is it Jonas Siegenthaler? It's Jonas Siegenthaler. Uh, yeah, that's Jonas Siegenthaler. Okay, Siegenthaler with PK Subban. That's the defense that I'm really interested in. Ryan Graves, Dougie Hamilton should be very good together. Ty Smith should have another fantastic like a sophomore year should be great. Hopefully, well, we first have to get him healthy because he didn't play at all in the preseason because of an injury. But yeah, hopefully he'll be ready to go. Whether it's the first game or two or three games into it, you know. That's Personally, I don't have New Jersey making those steps to be a contender. Um, understandable, but I think they're going to be very good this year. Like they're going to be fun to watch. I think mm-hmm. next year you're going to see them take a step. And that's just because of how tough this division is. Like the, the Metro division, division of death, as I've called yeah, it. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's just hard for them. And I think they're going to make those steps, but they're just not going to be competitive. I have them finishing in the bottom two of the division right above Columbus. I know you're mad about it, but you look at who's ahead of them. It's yeah. hard, It's really hard to take this yeah. team and be like, they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to they're gonna be fighting for a playoffs. Obviously, anything can happen. There's a reason why they play their games. But looking at this roster versus mm-hmm. the league, Versus that division, I just I don't see it happening. I've said it. I've tried to be as consistent as I possibly can from you know from the time I started talking about the team once we got their free agency and everything that this team on paper is going to either make the playoffs as probably like the eighth seed or they're going to finish a couple points out. That's the way that I see it because this team is a lot more talented. This team is a lot more experienced. And this team is a lot more confident in itself than it was last year. And now we have an 82-game season. We start the year off with five games at home. So I think that's a really good really good opportunity to kind of get off to a good start. Um, and obviously, they got Chicago right away. So that's going to be very – It's going to be a very good team for I'm, – I'm excited and for we're only the second. I think we're only like the second or third team that gets to face Seattle because Seattle comes to New Jersey literally as our second game of the year. Yeah, we so don't – Ottawa doesn't play New Jersey until like – February. Right. And um, that'll be, and we'll see what happens with Mackenzie Blackwood's situation with getting vaccinated. And we got word just today that he did not test positive for COVID-19, yeah. which is good for him. Huge relief. <laughs> I do hope that he does get vaccinated at some point, but I kind of get why he's not because he's worried about it, screwing up his uh, recovery from his off season surgery. Well, that, um, so- they were saying, they were saying, 
I, I don't I don't like getting political on this show, so I'm gonna we're gonna keep it to a minimal. But like they were, there was there was there was um, potentially there there was reports that some of his doctors were telling him that it's not the great greatest idea because it could. And I don't know how how true they were, but I know there were reports of it. Yeah. If that's the case, he needs to come out and say it. He just needs to come out and say that, hey, um, you know, my doctors are recommending. He basically said it without saying it. But um, he needs to come out and say it. Like, he just needs to straight up be like, my doctors are recommending me to stay away from it right now. When I get the approval, I will do it. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's what we're all expecting as well. I think we're expecting him. I think he'll talk about it and he'll explain it. After he gets vaccinated, that's what I think is going to happen. Hopefully. I think he'll get, he'll get vaccinated. Then they'll obviously ask him about it, and then we'll go from there. Because again, everybody's talking about oh, the Devils can't use him in Canada. Well, they can't use him in New York either. Yeah, they can't like use him in California either. So this is not just like yeah, you could play in New Jersey, and we don't even go to Canada until uh, like February or like December. Yeah, it's not for a while. For a while, so we got time, but. We'll see what happens to that. But looking at the Devils as a whole, Shane, they're a lot more talented. A guy like Dawson Mercer has proven that he belongs in the league, even though he's never played a professional game before in his life. He looked phenomenal in the preseason. And even Alexander Holtz, I think, has earned his earned spot as well. But it might be tough because VC obviously now has a contract. And, you know, yeah, where it's going to be interesting to see. He might be um, – Holtz might be a guy that starts the year in Utica – but then like a month into the season or something, he gets called up because I think that he's ready to play uh, in the NHL as well. But it might be just because of not enough spaces on the roster right away. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. We won't know till Monday um, what the roster officially is, because I think you have to have your roster settled. Yeah, by there waivers. The Apparently the waiver wire today is huge. Um, oh, yeah. All, all of waivers from yesterday cleared. Um, but Travis Hamanick. Kyle Turris, Adam Brooks out of Toronto is on waivers. Kyle Turris is going to get another shot somewhere. Ottawa. Yeah. I would not be surprised if Ottawa claims him. I'm not going to lie. They have a relationship. Obviously, they have a relationship. They also have a need for center. So may as well take him off of it. Uh, But, yeah, I know it's a long list. Long list. But going back um, to the Devils, just really quickly, I would Carolina's just say that, well, made some moves. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was yeah. just going to say, oh, no, like, it's a, apparently it's a super freaking yeah, yeah. It's it's a quite a long, it's a list, super but long just, list. But to finish up with the Devils, I mean, look, I can understand why people would say, including you, Shane, I can understand why people say the Devils are another year away, and because of the division they're in, it's going to be difficult. But I think that because if you look at the way that the team progressed. Uh, this offseason and you look at the fact that a lot of the other teams in the division really kind of either didn't do a whole lot or in some ways didn't make themselves better. I feel like it gives the Devils a, a better shot. Uh, I'm a little bit more optimistic than than you are, which is understandable. Um, but I'm really excited for this year because I feel like the Devils are finally going in the right direction. Yeah, and I mean, they have a bright future and they, they this is the rebuild they should have done in 2017 when they won the draft lottery. Just a couple of years later. Uh, but I'm excited for the New Jersey Devil fans. Like, I'm excited for you and the rest of the New Jersey Devil fans. And we got Luke Hughes. So, we got on. two of the three Hughes brothers in the system. So, that's that's a yeah. positive. We're not uh, getting, we're not getting Quinn Hughes. We're not getting Quinn Hughes. No, not at all. Um, but moving on. 
You know, we forgot to mention that ended up in, in Anaheim, which makes their team even more deadly. Brent Clark. Or not Edmonton. Oh, no, that's a good point. No, it wasn't Anaheim. No. Who did Brent Clark end up against? No, Brent Clark went to L.A. L.A., that's who it was. L.A. That makes, LA that makes Brent Clark. And yeah. his, younger, his, uh, his younger brother. No. Sorry, older brother. Older brother, is, older brother is plays the, for New uh, Jersey. Right. He plays in Utica. Well, he's with Utica now. But, yeah, he's yeah. that's um, that's his younger brother that uh, got drafted by L.A. Yeah, but moving over to the, the Islanders, I think we both have them finishing top of this division. Uh, you bring in Zach Parisi uh, to on that third line with Pajot and Waldstrom. This team looks solid. You know, you bring back Zanato Chera. Um, my that, that that's probably my biggest complaint with Bro, the Islanders just, right now. They're just the older is, version of the Devils. You just got to call it like it is. They're basically I, the Islanders of uh, the Devils of years past. I, I think that's my biggest issue is that you have Andy Green and Zanato Chera on your defense. So you're older and slower in my opinion, but I think overall this team is poised to win with Revarlamov and Sorokin, like Sorokin. They're both, they're, they're primed to win this division. Yeah, hundred percent. To me, they're the top dog in this division. They're battle tested two years in a row. They lose in the conference finals to freaking Tampa Bay. This team is re- This team wants so badly to get to the finals and win the cup. And yeah, they're, a, they're older. They're a little bit slower on the defensive side, but Barry Trotz and Lou Lamorell love to play that neutral zone trap defense, and it's going to work out very well for the Islanders. They have one of the best goaltending tandems in the league with Varlamov and Sorokin. Uh, the biggest question mark to me, Shane, is this. Are they going to get more offense than they have been in the last couple of years? Are they gonna, especially when they get in the playoffs. I, I think Parise actually makes a difference. I, I feel confident in I saying hope so. that Parise is going to make a difference with this team. I think I like he is going to do well with this Islanders team with Pajot. And I'm excited for it. I think this this Islanders team, I'm excited for the first Islanders-Rangers game. Not even going to lie. I would love to see these two teams go at each other because I think the Rangers are also in a position to, to compete for top in this division. I agree. Yes, and, I agree. You know, they just signed, you know, we're, we're going to move on from the Islanders to the perfect segue to the Rangers. <laughs> but... Zabanajad signing that eight-year, eight-point-five million-dollar AAV deal. Wow! Um, so I guess that means the Rangers are out of the Eichel sweepstakes. It sounds like it. It also sounds like they just found their cat. They just announced their captain is going to the the Zabanajad. Oh, a lot well, of people are saying it's about that this, damn time that they did that. Like a lot of people are saying that Zabanajad with this contract is getting the C. And so I don't know if that's true, but I wouldn't be surprised. I I would Listen. be okay with it. I would be hundred percent okay with him wearing getting the C. Mm-hmm. Lafreniere or uh, Lafreniere is yep, going Lafreniere, yep. is going to make those up. Kako in the preseason, from what I saw, looks fantastic. It looks like he's finally comfortable and he's growing into himself. Same thing with Jack Hughes. I was like, trying to tell people, this these team, guys are not bust. They needed more time. They these This team looks good. Um, Adam Fox and Keandre Miller and Ryan Lindgren that, on that back end should do very well. Fox and, and obviously. Lindgren. Let me tell you guys, Fox and Lindgren as a defensive pairing, that's going to be that's going to be fun. To and then you have Shesterkin and Georgiev as your goaltenders. Like the Rangers and Gerard Gallant, they brought in Gallant as a new yeah, head coach. Like we both have the Rangers third in the division. Mm-hmm. There's a very good chance that they finish second. I'm not, I'm not even going to lie to you. Right? Like, there's a good chance they finish second. The only thing that's stopping them from finishing second to me is the Capitals because the Capitals are the Capitals. That's um, fair. Right? I, I mean. I have the Capitals finishing fourth. You have them finishing second. I have the Canes finishing second. Right, right. But 
to me with the Rangers, and it, you know, obviously it's it's always tough when you have to compliment your your rival, but no, they are a very talented team. My question though, Shane, is this. They may have overdone it when it came to getting more physical and gritty. They may have overdone it a tad bit because of what Tom Wilson did to their entire franchise. I don't like the Ryan Reeves. I thought the Ryan Reeves. I don't like the Barkley Goodrow move. For the I, no, I don't like the contract, but I like the player. I think. Yeah, the player's the, fine, but you don't give him six years as a bottom six guy. Yeah, I mean, I like Sammy Blay. I like bringing in Sammy Blay, uh, okay. moving out uh, Um I prefer that they had kept Buchnevich, but. I, I think the Blay fits better with the long-term look of this team. Well, the way that Moore wants to play, Blay fits in better than Buchnevich does. Yeah, which is also why they brought in Reeves, because he had him in Vegas. and Yeah. I don't know. This team also, looks solid. Jacob Truba's got to perform. He's got to perform because oh, he's done, he has really struggled since he got to New York. 100%. Worst decision he ever made, in my opinion. And is this the year that Artemi Panarin – can win the Hart Trophy? I think nope. that's a really good question. Nope. I nope. think with as, as long as McDavid is nope. healthy, as long as McDavid is healthy, it's his to lose every year. Every yeah, until he retires, it's every like, year. Like I unfortunately for Panarin and like all these other guys, unless McDavid is hurt, a lot of these trophies like the the uh, Art Ross and like all those ones are his to lose. Like it just it is the way it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. But moving on from the Rangers over to the Flyers. Now, this team has a boomer bust written all over them. Carter Hart and friggin' Dude. Martin Jones goaltending tandem. They bring in Ryan Ellis and Rasmus Ristolainen oh. to replace Meyer and Gostas Bear. You know, you have Keith Yandel and Justin Braun as your bottom pairing. I saw Provorov, which is a positive. Yeah. I mean, you bring in Derek Broussard as your second-line center. Um, I think he was still playing in the NHL. Yeah, because you moved on from uh, Nolan Patrick. Uh, which That's I, unfortunate. I didn't agree with. I thought that was stupid, but that's besides now, the point. Now, Vegas just gets a lot of good depth with Nolan Patrick. Well, they move, Yeah, because they, uh, they move, yeah, cause they move Nolan Patrick to uh, Nashville in part of the Ryan Ellis trade, and then they move – Nashville contract to glass. Yeah. Um, so I think they got the worst end of that, to be honest. As much as I like Ellis, you know, you don't trade a center for a defenseman and then watch that center get traded for another center. Like, either way, okay, bringing in Cam Axis in for Voracek should be great. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what happens. I have this team sitting uh, sixth. You have them sitting seventh. I think that's a well, fair representation. I believe that this team is that good. I, mean, I don't think I don't think they're good. I think they're they're top six heavy. Uh, their Massive defense is solid, but I don't. I think that if Hart's Hopefully. if Hart struggles, I don't think Jones can can take over. The biggest question mark for years with the Philadelphia Flyers has always been goaltending. Regardless, even when they went to the Cup in 2010, with like, what's his name? Uh, Leighton with Leighton. Leighton was it Leighton or Leighton? It's it was Leighton. It was Leighton oh, and uh, Boucher. Yeah, it was that was literally what they had, and they kept changing them every other game because neither one of them could consistently stop the puck. So here's the thing: Chuck Fletcher and Elaine Vigneault, This is it for them. If they don't even at least make the playoffs, they're both getting fired. I'm like 100 percent certain they get fired. Um, yeah, fires. Who, who did they? Who did they the fire? Was it Hackstall? Not Hackstall. Yeah, who was Hackstall. their GM that they fired? 
They fired Hextall. Was Hextall their, their – I thought he was the coach. No, Hextall was the coach. Hextall was the GM. Oh, yeah. Because Hextall now – if you remember, Hextall now is in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So, Chuck Fletcher, like, he didn't do that well in, in Minnesota. I'm just going to call it like it is. He was the assistant GM uh, for one year, I think, with the Devils. Um, and then, like, halfway through the season, he left and became the GM of the, the Flyers. The Flyers got to make the playoffs to save these guys' jobs. Otherwise, they're getting canned because this is a team that, that – I don't know, man. Like, they, they don't look that good on paper, to be honest with you, Shane. Yeah, I – I. it's going to lose teams. Carter Hart's going to have to have a big year. He has to. Agreed. Even uh, for even hoping from Team Canada's perspective, they're hoping he has a good year. Yeah, and, you know – Perfect segue from Philly is to Pittsburgh, where you look at their cross province, like their cross state rival. Last dance. And the last dance. you're most likely not starting with Crosby. You're not starting with Malkin. So okay. your your number one center is Jeff Carter. You're not Take starting Gretzel. the year with Gensel either, mind you. Yeah, Gensel's out. Your top you know, forward is Brian Rust or Jeff Carter. Or or Kasperi Kapanen. Or Jason Zucker. Oh god. Like oh, and their goaltending is still a huge issue. Yeah, and their defense isn't that great either. It's not bad, but it's not jump it's off not, the page. It's not good. But if they could weather the storm, if they could weather like the first month and a half, they'll be fine. Guarantee it. If they could weather the first month and a half, Crosby mm-hmm. comes back, maybe Malkin comes back near the end of the year, early 2022, they'll be fine. They just need to weather the first, like they have to weather the, yeah. like until the start of December. So they need I- to do I was talking uh, with Berlansky from uh, Tip of the Ice a couple days ago, and I said to him, I said, look, if they don't, like you just said, if they don't weather the storm, if they're like struggling out the gate, it won't matter when Crosby and Malkin come back because they'll be too far out of it and they won't be able to come back. So they got to get through this first month, month and a half of not having these guys there. Luckily, Crosby started skating, so that's a positive sign. But this could potentially be the last dance, uh, Shane, for this this era of Penguins hockey with Crosby, Malkin, Latang, guys like that. Because I think after this year, especially if they don't make the playoffs, it's gonna they they're gonna have to start tearing it down. Oh, 100 percent And I think this is a team that, you know, you want to retire like you wanna, you know, you want as much opportunity as possible with the guys they have. Right. Uh, it's the same thing with Washington, though. We were moving on to Washington. You have Alex Ovechkin, Kudnetsov, Wilson. You're not starting the season with Backstrom. So Lars Eller is your second line center. Your first round pick in 2020, Hendrick Lapierre, which huge fan of, thought that if he was healthy, if he was healthy heading into his draft year, he's the top 10 pick. He has that kind of talent. He just had what people thought were concussion issues, but they ended up being neck injury, like neck issues. Mm -hmm. But now that he's healthy, he's looking great. You know, you know, Anthony Mantha looks to rebound off of how we finished last year with Washington. He looked really good. TJ Oshie should always be a force. But that defense, like, you have Orloff, Schultz, and Carlson, then everyone else is kind of just meh. Uh, yeah. And you're what? Vanacek and Samsonov are your two goaltenders. I it's Actually, that's a pretty good goaltending tandem, if you ask it me. It is, but is it good enough? I think it personally is. Um, I look at Washington as a team that is still probably, I would say, another two, maybe three years, where then they have to really start to tear it down because they're still a very talented team overall. And yes, age is definitely a concern with the main core guys that they have. But I still think that Washington is just going to be a really, really tough team to face off against. And they're going to score a lot of goals. 
Uh, I want to see what Anthony Mantha does because I don't agree with getting rid of Verona. I, I don't really agree with that either. I, I didn't don't like understand that. that. I really didn't get it. But Mantha's got to prove it, man. Mantha's got to come out and perform and produce. We know Ovechkin's going to produce. We know Tom Wilson, even though he does fight a lot, he does also put up a decent amount of points for a guy that that his main job is to be physical. Uh, we're hoping Backstrom can be healthy enough to where he gets to 1,000 games. I think he's like 17, 18 away yeah. from, from 1,000. So I hope to see that. I hope he gets there. Uh, and Peter Laviolette is going to get a lot out of these guys because he's a very demanding coach. If everything works the way that the Capitals expect, this is definitely going to be one of the better teams in the Metropolitan Division. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, with that being said, we're going to take a quick you know, 30-second break or less, uh, and then we'll come back with our uh, Atlantic Division uh, expectations. Another week of the NFL season means another shot to win big at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL was 1943. I'd say this is a no-brainer. And don't worry if sportsbooks aren't available in your state or province yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prices all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at a million dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years of age or older. New Jersey, Indianapolis, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Five-minute deposit and one-minute wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbooks for details. Got a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We are back. And just a quick reminder, we are also sponsored by Customized Sports Canada. You can head on over to Customized Sports. Use promo code 13th Man. Get 13% off of any of your orders. They have high-quality kits. All the jerseys you see behind me right now, if you're watching on video, if you're watching on, uh, if you're listening to this on a podcast form, I apologize. But all the jerseys behind me right now are all using uh, Customized Sports Canada kits. Uh, they're fantastic quick delivery. They are amazing people to deal with. So head on over the descriptions in below in the video. I'll post it on Twitter and Instagram as well, but let's jump right into it. We got the Atlantic division, Atlantic division. We're going to start with the Boston Bruins. And personally, I feel so like bad for Boston to a certain extent. You finally get David Krejci who has spent most of his career playing with, you know, scrubs and plugs. You finally get him Craig Smith and Taylor Hall and then after a shortened season, he's like, nah, I'm going to go home and, and finish off my career in the Czech League. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was kind of surprised by that when Krejci decided to – he didn't really retire from the NHL. He just kind of was like, um, Boston didn't really offer me a contract, so I guess I'll just go home for a while. Um, I think he'll probably end up coming back to the NHL before he retires from hockey, but – if it's going to be in the NHL, it's going to be with the Bruins because obviously he is a Bruin for life and that's just how it is. Um, but, you know, they, they locked up Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall is probably relieved that he doesn't have to be the man because I think that's just that's just not who he is. He wants to be just one of those guys that can just fill in and kind of help the team, not be the main focal point of the entire team. And Boston is still really good. The question is goaltending. Is yep. Tuka West going to be able to come back at some point this year? Will um, 
I forgot who they have. Jeremy Swayman, who obviously has a lot of high expectations. But and they brought in, in Linus Allmark out of Buffalo, who, who honestly, despite playing for Buffalo, was pretty good. Yeah. So it, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. It's definitely going to be interesting. My other concern is: is Derek Forbert really a top pairing defenseman with beside McAvoy? I don't know. They're like that's my biggest part. Is like, is Derek Forbert going to actually help McAvoy, or is it going to hurt McAvoy? You have Mike Riley and Brandon Carlo, who played really well last year together. You have Matt Grizzlick and Connor Clifton who played really well last year together. Mm-hmm. Derek Forbert slots in beside McAvoy. I don't know if he's going to do well, but we're going to be, that's going to be interesting. You know, that, that bottom six was, they brought in Felino and Eric Halla playing with the brusque. You have Frederick, uh, Frederick and then Nosek and Curtis Lazar as your bottom six. This team is deep. I, I deep believe team. they're going to finish top three in the division. They're going to make the playoffs. It's just a matter of how, how deep they go at that point. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at them as definitely a playoff team. Um, obviously I, I may have screwed up my division predictions cause I was still thinking um, four, four in each division. So I apologize if it looks, if it looks a little ridiculous, but um, Boston is definitely like one of the deeper teams that we have in the NHL right now. And I think that if everything just kind of works out the way that they're hoping, this is going to be a team that should be also prepared to make a long run in, in the, in the playoffs. And that's what you said, Shane, it's about, um, what are they going to do once they get into the postseason? I think that's something that's going to be interesting um, looking at that. Yeah, that, that's for sure. I mean, Boston has all the pieces to be a playoff and Stanley Cup contender. It's just a matter of are we going to see um, – are we going to see that consistently throughout the year? Is Taylor Hall going to have uh, an all-star or even Olympic-worthy season? I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. I think he's a guy to watch. You know, Pasternak and, uh, you know, Marchand and Bergeron are going to produce on a nightly basis. It's just all about depth and their goaltending. Uh, but with that being said, you know, you can't really count them out. Like they, they deserve the benefit of the doubt. Um, and then, you know, moving on to Buffalo though, because Buffalo is just a gong show right Oof. now. Uh, your your number one. We center. should make this really quick. <laughs> yeah, Buffalo. Your number one center is Casey Middlestad. You have Dylan Cousins as your third line center. Um, those should be reversed, in my opinion. But whatever. Uh, you signed Dolly into a bridge deal, so you know he is on his way out. Robert Hagen for Ristolainen. I don't know how that's going to work out, but man, this team. You have Craig Anderson and Dustin Tokarski as your goaltenders. Like nice. I, I love my boy Anderson. Love him. You do. But get, no, no, <laughs> like <laughs> no, it just and they and they cut Aaron Dell, which I was like, I was like, well, why are we cutting Aaron Dell? If I you Anderson was the fourth goaltender, like, he was a replacement for Lundqvist. Like he was the fourth goaltender <laughs> in freaking Washington. The Dagger's oh my, no. Well, just they do, no Buffalo. Well, to be, and and. And they, but they do have one of the best um, goaltending names in the game, in uh, Uka Pekka Lukanen. Uka Pekka Lukanen. Um, yeah, and I'm, I was kind of surprised that Dustin Tokarski was the one that ends up being the backup. Remember, Craig Anderson was debating retiring before the Sabers offered him a deal. So that's kind of the thing where it's like they let go of doubt. I'm like, wait a minute, is it Tokarski? 
I don't know what they want right now. Do they really just want to take that badly? Shane Wright, baby, let's get him. I feel bad. Don't go to don't go to Buffalo, Shane. Don't go. Um, with that being said, you know, where there's really not much to say about Buffalo. They're going to be at the bottom Except of the league right? the, the entire do, year. Do we even they talk need, about Eichel? He needs to be moved. You're all, all you're doing is hurting him, but that well, obviously we got the news that like now teams can see more of his medical records, and I'm like somebody just make a move. Like at this point, now that the Rangers are out of it, I mean, there's no way the Rangers are still in this. Like there is absolutely no way that the Rangers are still involved in any Jack Eichel, um, in any Jack Eichel sweepstakes to me. I think it's, I think you might, I don't know if you would agree, Shane, but like, I think it's, I think it's down to Calgary now. I really do. I think Calgary's I think the Ottawa, only one left. Ottawa, Ottawa and Calgary and, and maybe LA. But like, what can I, and I and I heard reports that Eichel at this point could care less where he gets traded to. I think he just oh, 100%. wants out. I think he's just like, I don't care. Like, just send me somewhere. Anaheim, maybe. Maybe there there are teams that are are worth like that could do it. But you know, we're gonna move on to to Detroit. Um, Lucas Raymond is expected to make that roster at a camp. You know, <laughs> got a franchise goaltender for nothing. <laughs> Yeah. Freaking Steve. Uh, why do people make moves with Steve Eisman? Like, why do they even right? approach him? I don't know, but you have Nijelkovic and Thomas Grace. You have Morris Sider, who looks like a friggin' amazing defenseman. My Sider. my thing is, is is Bobby Ryan. Um your boy. He he had a really Jersey good native, camp. by the way. I like pointing that out. He he's he had a really good camp. He had a really good preseason. I, I hope he signs. I hope they get him off that PTO and he signs. Um, he signs with them. I, I, I've i talked to a lot of Detroit fans and they really liked what they've seen and they hope that he does it. But, man, that top line of Philip Zadina, Dylan Larkin, and Lucas Raymond is going to be so good. Not Maybe not this year, but maybe next year. Like next, mm-hmm. Definitely next season. This team is ridiculous. I like what they're, they're doing. Um. It's just going to be a matter of time. Yeah. Look, they're probably not making the playoffs this year. I mean, they're probably finishing towards the bottom of this division. But they're they're going to be a young, exciting team to watch. They have a lot of they have a lot of positive things to look at. And look, Steve Eisenman knows what he's doing, ladies and gentlemen. He's going to build this team from the ground up. Like he's going to figure it out. He's already been making moves that Tampa. have been tremendous. And I. I'm just excited to see Raymond play. I think Delkovich is going to prove that the Hurricanes were really dumb to just completely move on from him. Um, also, Thomas Grice has always been a solid backup goaltender, and I think 100%. he's going to continue to play that way. Um, but yeah, my, my big thing with Detroit is if they're going to sign Bobby Ryan because he had a really good camp. I would love to see him back for another year. We shall see. We'll probably know yeah. by probably Monday, right? Probably. We'll, probably by sometime, yeah. some point tomorrow. Um, moving on from Detroit, going over to the Florida Florida Panthers. This team is all or nothing. Um, we both have them finishing top three. I have them at two. You have them at three. Yep. They just signed Barkoff to a $10 million deal for, uh, well, basically an $80 million deal across eight years. Uh, $70 million of it is guaranteed in, in signing bonus. Very similar to the uh, John Tavares contract that he signed when he signed with Toronto. Barkov honestly could have easily gotten 11 and a half million on the open market. Like yep. he got a million and a half less because he's playing in Florida. They also have three of the top five first round, like first round picks in 20 from the 2014 draft with Sam Bennett and Sam Reinhardt 
on their roster with Aaron Ekblad. Mm-hmm. This team is all all or nothing. They have Antoine Lindell coming in, is expected as a third line center. Uh, Owen Tippett finally cracks the top nine. I, I, this team is should should easily make the playoffs. And then you obviously have the situation with, okay, is it Bobrovsky that's number one or is it Spencer Knight? I it's think Bobrovsky. it's Bobrovsky. It's probably Bobrovsky because Knight is still young. Um, but there's a, I think Spencer Knight is a guy that's going to play a lot this year. I think he's a guy that's definitely up there as a uh, Calder um, candidate because for rookie of the year because I think he's that talented. And like you said, Shane, this is an all-or-nothing team. This is a team that not only wants to make the playoffs, but make a long, long-ass run in the playoffs. And I think that they're capable of doing that with the amount of talent that they have, not only in the top six, but literally like throughout their roster. I really like how they're ba- very balanced in whether it's being um, skill-wise and also just being a little bit physical. And look, they got Joel Quinville. He's obviously been there and done that many times. His, this guy knows what it takes to get this team rolling. And he's going to. And talking about Barkov, he's one of the most underrated, if not the most underrated player in the game today because of what he's able to do on a game-to-game basis. And also just because he plays in Florida, people don't uh, watch him as much. Also, he's very underrated in fantasy as well, which yeah. I noticed. Like, I don't get – I really don't It's because he plays either. in Florida. People don't realize how good he is. It's like Stamkos. You look at Stamkos' right. numbers and you're like, wow, this guy has done really well. But then you realize that like – he was doing it when Tampa wasn't that good, and he's just kind of forgotten about it. It's the same thing with Barkov. They're just kind of forgotten because they play exactly. in Florida. Exactly. Uh, so when I look at Florida, they're going to be one hell of a team to watch this season. They are. They're going to be ridiculously good. But, you know, moving on from Florida, we got the team that went to the cup final and lost to Tampa. Weird. Honestly, it was so. it was such a weird concept. To wrap my head around the it, like a, a divisional matchup being a cup final matchup, like it was just either way. Montreal without Price, without Weber, without Hoffman to start the season that they signed to, they lost Cock in the Emmy. They brought in Dvorak. They're gonna struggle. I hate saying this. I just I think I think Montreal is gonna struggle. I I honestly I like I like I like their goaltending in Allen and Primo. I think it, they're good enough. But I don't think for the longevity of it, they're going to be able to stay, sustain it. I don't no, think they're going to be able to get the goals consistently. I think some of these guys are going to struggle to find the back of the net. Mm-hmm. They're going to—they lost their best defensive center and arguably one of the best defensive centers in the league. Felt no like the no is based, those- based off wise. There's nobody better, maybe than like other than Patrice Bergeron in the game than Philip Deneau. Yeah, I mean it's Deneau and it goes Deneau or Bergeron Deneau and. You know, Couturier, Kopitar, Barkov, like those guys. Travis Zajac was in the top five, by the way, in case anybody wanted to know. Yeah, face-off wise. Like, Devor- like face-off wise, though, Dvorak is going to do well. Like, Dvorak is mm-hmm. going to fit in well, but he's yeah. no Philip Deneau. No, no. They're, they're and, putting a, they're putting like an off-branded Philip Deneau in his position. And you're going to rely a lot on Caulfield. And if Caulfield struggles, oh, yeah. they're, they're going to struggle. And oh, yeah. even with and you're going to put a lot on Nick Suzuki as well and Tyler Toffoli. They're that that top line. They're going to live and die with that top line of of Toffoli, Suzuki, and Caulfield. So yeah. it's going to be interesting. I'm really excited to watch Drewing. 
Not going to lie. I think Durant's going to have a really good year. for Durant, considering Same. what he just went through like the last year. Like we, Same. a lot of us gave him crap for how he was, how he handled himself in Tampa and like not wanting to be there and was trying to find every way imaginable to get out. And then his relationship with, um, who was the coach in Montreal a couple of years ago? Uh, he coached the Bruins as well. Uh, Claude He's, Julian. Claude Julian. He, he did not have a good relationship with Julian as far as I was told. Uh, but obviously what he had to go through the past year and then obviously getting back and playing, I'm expecting him to really start to live up to the, to the expectation that he had for himself and the league had for him a couple of years ago when he was in Tampa. Yeah. I I'm excited for him. I think a mentally healthy one, mentally healthy, Drew Wayne should have a really good year. Mm-hmm. I still have them missing the playoffs. I actually have them finishing at the bottom three of the, the division. Um, but that's because I have some very high – I have a very big, very big hot take coming up uh, next, literally. Uh, we're moving into the Ottawa Senators, you know, the heart of the show, which sends our for a reason. Um, but the Ottawa Senators looked good. Looked like they, get, like, they went up mm-hmm. against Toronto – basically Toronto's te- like opening lineup minus Austin Matthews mm-hmm. without Josh Norris, Shane Pinto, Thomas Shabbat, and – our times up and they look decent. They looked actually like a relatively competitive team. You add those four players back into the lineup for opening night, you know, and obviously minus Kachuk because whenever Kachuk signs, that's a completely different issue. Um, the, the big question is, you know, Egazino was put on waivers today, which makes me to believe that maybe mm-hmm. Castellick kind of slots in or Logan Shaw slots in. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, breaking trade. Uh, Canucks have traded oh. Oli Yulivi Yul- to the Panthers. I can never Ooh. pronounce his name. Pretty sure he was like their first round pick a couple of years ago. Okay. Yeah, he was fifth overall in 2016. Who'd they trade him for? I have no idea. But it sounds like he got traded to, to the Panthers. According to to Pierre LeBrun, but well, I guess, anyways, back so to I guess the Panthers got better. Yeah, um, but to Ottawa's, you know, Ottawa's biggest need center right now. It's been their biggest need. Pinto has looked really good in preseason. Norris was going against the top guys consistently in the North Division last year. I I'm going to be honest. I have them sitting fourth in the Atlantic ahead of Toronto. Because I don't think Toronto mm-hmm. has the mental toughness to withstand uh, any kind of long, you know, any kind of long drought. If they go on a slump mm-hmm. for more than like four games, I feel like this team could crumble. As I want to know for Toronto, uh, I mean, we're literally talking about them soon, but yep. I think Ottawa has the mental toughness if they can get the goaltending. Uh, from Murray, who has looked really good in mm-hmm. uh, in the preseason, mm-hmm. I think Ottawa can make a run for it. I think that's definitely um, definitely a pretty bold uh, take, without a doubt, because you look at Ottawa just as a whole and you see them as a team that maybe like maybe a, another year away from you know being in the playoffs, which is kind of like where I have them, but. Ottawa has a lot of pieces that are really exciting to watch. Uh, the biggest one is obvi- obviously Tim Stutzla. I mean, this guy is 
without a doubt, one of the most talented uh, German players we've seen in some time. Obviously, you got Drysaddle as well, and we're not gonna we're not gonna sh- you know crap on him by any means. Um, but Ottawa, you know, the biggest move that they made to really get this rebuild going was obviously to move on from Eric Carlson because I think that it really kind of put in motion a lot of the other moves that they've made. They have a lot of guys that I like. Connor Brown, I'm a really big fan of. Pinto, Sanford. Um, you know, one guy I think, and I don't know, Shane, if you would agree, but one guy that I feel like has been consistent since he got to Ottawa, which was, I think, a couple of years ago, uh, is Chris Tierney. Like, I for, like Chris Tierney has always been a solid player. Tierney is such a polarizing player in Ottawa because you have half the fan base who's like, man, we really like this guy. And the other fan base being like, this dude is trash. Like, I like Tierney. I think he's a solid bottom six guy. He's a defensive-minded forward. He's a defensive-minded center. He shouldn't see time on the power play. He should be on the penalty kill probably between 10 to 12 minutes a night. I have no issue with him. Mm-hmm. He's just not a f- offensive guy, like in my opinion. Um, no, he's not an offensive guy. He's more of a defensive player. So he he's very polarizing in the sense community. I'll say that is he considered, he's probably considered one of the like veteran leaders on this team, right? Yeah, I mean he's definitely. I haven't seen him wear the A. Uh, that's not true. He wore the A early in the preseason, but he's probably on the bottom. Like, if I had to pick four five players that would wear the A, he would probably be sixth or seventh. I also want to say that I thought that Ottawa got a good amount for trading Dadenov to Vegas. By the way. I like the Nick Holden. I like bringing in Nick Holden. He's looked really well with uh, Branstrom and Mete, so I'm excited to see what happens with that. I think he's a very yeah. solid defenseman who can be moved at the deadline if if you feel you have to. 100%. Um, but, yeah, I think that we'll, we should see – should see what happens uh, with this Ottawa mm-hmm. team. I think they're gonna they're gonna make some noise, especially once they get Kachuk back. Whenever that is, I think he's mm-hmm. that his agent is starting to hurt himself even more now. Um, yeah. But with that being said, we're gonna move over to Tampa. We're uh, mm-hmm. try getting this wrapped up in the next like twenty minutes. <laughs> um, so Tampa, you got you know your your typical top six: Andre Palat, Braden Point, Nikita yeah. Kucherov, Kilhorn, Sorelli, Stamkos. They're bringing Corey Perry. Um, who's trying to pull off the Marion Hosa, go to three straight uh, cups, lose the first two, win the third. Uh, you know, they they bring it, they still have that solid left side of Hedman, McDonough, and Sergeyev. Their, their girl tending actually got better. They bring in Brian Elliott to replace Curtis McElhaney. So their goaltending has actually gotten better, which is well. I mean, the only reason that they lost McElhaney is because he decided to retire. It yeah, but really Bri- I would take. I think most people would take Brian Elliott over McElhaney any other day, like any day. Yeah, no, day. I agree. I agree. So they could. They're go- obviously their goaltending has gotten better. Their their de- like their forwards haven't really changed much. I, I'm expecting this team to just run away with the NHL and, and go for a three peat. I, I think they're the favorite to win. <laughs> I, I think that they have a very, very good chance. They're certainly one of the top three. Um, I mean, Tampa's Tampa. They've been able to weather every single storm that the NHL has thrown at them, and they've, you know, they're getting rewarded for the many years of coming up short, embarrassing themselves, and now that they're they're right there. So, I mean, there isn't much to say about Tampa because they're still Tampa. Yeah, like they they haven't gotten rid of any major pieces. They've probably gotten they, better. They lost Yanni Gord, Barkley, Goodrow. They lost their bottom. They lost their third line, which is yeah, obviously and they replaced it. Yeah, so they're fine. Uh, but moving on, 
to the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, as it pains me to say. Did you happen to watch the uh, the All or Nothing thing yet? No, I, we it? started watching it, but we haven't watched it recently. I watched. I, I spent one day. I watched the whole thing. Oh my! I'm it, is to watch. it is something to watch, man. I, if I you're a hockey it. fan, watch this. Um, personally, I think I think this team is worse with their goaltending with Jack Campbell and Peter Mrazek. I don't know how how well they're going to do with those two. I don't need like neither of have been able to show that they can run a team. They can be that the guy. In the NHL, mm-hmm. um, is Nick Ritchie able to replace Zach, like Zach Hyman? Can he do what Zach Hyman did? Um, no idea. I mean, his numbers you know? might look better because he's playing with Austin Matthews, but yeah, but like, I don't think he's going to replace what Zach Hyman was able to do. Right, right. right. You know, you're bringing David Camp, Andre Koss, and Michael uh, Koss, and then Andre, uh, Michael Benting, uh, basically all bottom six guys who looking to crack the lineup. Did you they lost Mikhail or no? No, he went back to Tampa. He went, I think. I think. I think he went back to Tampa. He went somewhere. I know that. <laughs> he went um, somewhere. Yeah. They kept Wayne Simmons. So they got yep, back. with trash. They kept, and, they kept. They kept Thornton. No, he went to Florida. Right, he went to Florida. I was trying to remember like where he went. I could not remember where he went. But I, I don't know. This team, this team has to start out strong. If they do not start out strong, if they lose, if they if they lose, you know, five of their first fifteen games. If they're like sitting like seven, five, and two or in three, I'm I'm worried if I'm a Leafs fan. Like I think you're worried anyway, the way the seat the way the way this is gonna go. I think you're worrying right from the start. Probably. Like I think it, it's boomer bust. Like this is one of the teams that I, it, it's boomer bust. It, it's cup or yeah. nothing. If oh it's a first yeah, it round is cup win. or nothing. It's literally a first round win or nothing. Like you need to get out of the first <laughs> round. If you cannot get out of the first round, yeah. There's going to be changes. It's just that simple. Um, right. You know, you have what three years till you have like, th- yeah. This is year three or four or year two or three of the Matthews contract. How I many? Like, you have two more years of Austin Matthews before he's a UFA. That's two, including this season. You have three years until Matthews is a UFA. You have three years to win the cup because the following summer. So in three years, they have Nylander and Matthews UFAs. The following summer, they have Tavares and Marner UFAs. Yeah. This is it. This is it, man. I mean, it, you, if they can like, how do you expect someone to sign, a 27-year-old to sign with your team long-term if you can't even get out of the first round with them? Right. Well, I, th- I mean, look. The team with the most pressure going into the season is the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, you have to call it like it is. There's no team that has more pressure than they do. And everybody says, oh, what about Tampa? They won two in a row. They won the cup. Yeah, they won two in a row. They have no they pressure. They won a playoff series. Like, they, they've won two in a row. There's they no pressure. If they, Columbus, win, if they don't win, like, I, don't, I doubt that Lightning fans are going to be, like, really they, pissed they, off about They got it. swept by Columbus, and then the next year came back and won the cup two straight years. And this, like, is, what, <laughs> right, and this is the only reason why, like, I feel – I feel better about backing the Maple Leafs because I feel like they've literally gotten to the point where they have been embarrassed so much. Keep getting that, embarrassed. What, right. They keep being embarrassed. No, but like in some, there's some similarities between Toronto and what Tampa went through. Toronto, like they just lost, they had a three games to one lead against Montreal of all teams and blew it with no fans. Well, until game six and seven, but for the most part with no fans. I mean, there was no reason for them not to win that series. Yeah, no reason. people were you saying, "Oh, we were out Tavares." Like you had a three-one lead without Tavares. 
It's not you like Tavares got hurt in game three five. Games. You lost game one. Okay, we'll give you that. But then you won the next three games in convincing fashion. Without Tavares. It's not like, and I think that's my issue. It's like, it's not like you lost Tavares yeah. in game five and then lost game five, six, and seven. Right, right. So, so really for Sheldon Keith, uh, Kyle Dubas, and an entire team, it's got to happen this year or it's never going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 Toronto, there's so many question marks with Toronto. Um, but before we head off, because that, that's the end of the Atlantic Division, uh, you know, two and a half hours uh, of this has been awesome. <laughs> on, it's been the most I've talked hockey in, in a while. I think it's the most um, you and I have talked like together as well. I don't think we've ever gotten this far. Oh, we've gotten like two and a half hours in when we were doing Devils, but that was like That's a true. while ago. Um, give me your your cup predictions. So I have. Um, well, Shane already knows because he saw he saw it, so he's gonna laugh. But uh, for me, oh, I, I, actually, I shook my head. I shook my head. I have a I have an all Canadian Cup final this year, and I have the Toronto Maple Leafs against the Calgary Flames. And let me explain from both sides. With Toronto, I kind of just going off of what I said about the similarities between them and Tampa. I feel like Toronto has gone through so much embarrassment that at this point they have decided that this is they they have to get over the hump. And they I feel like they somewhat improved their bottom six by getting a little bit grittier, a little bit tougher. And that's what Tampa ended up doing the first year they won the cup. They just got a little bit more physical down low because that was something that they were struggling with with so much talent around it in the top six. So I look at that. Yes, the goaltending is certainly an issue with J- with Jack Campbell and Peter Morazic, but also they do have a solid third guy in Michael Hutchinson, who even last year played pretty well, despite obviously, you know, the circumstances. So I think that they're, they're okay on the back end. I think that they are going to have a really, 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 really successful um, regular season. I think they're going to get off to the start that Shane was talking about. And I think they're going to finally get over the hump of just winning a series. And to me, Shane, once they get over the hump and exercise the demon of just winning a playoff series, they're going to be so much more relaxed moving forward in the postseason that they're going to be able to just go out there and play really good hockey. That's the way I look at it. And then from Calgary's perspective, first of all, Shane, we talked about the Pacific Division is weak as hell. Very weak. But one thing that has been consistent every year, there's one team that we don't expect that makes some sort of run, whether it's a cup run or if it's like a long playoff run. Last year was Montreal. The year before that was Dallas. To me, I feel like this is that year where Calgary finally gets its act together and these guys are able to step up. Guys like Gaudreau, Manjapani, um, you know, bringing in Blake Coleman. The goaltending has to improve. You know, Markstrom has to be that number one guy. And Suter, I feel like, is a really solid coach even now. And I think he's going to get these guys to be able to be really prepared. And I think they're going to go into the playoffs um, as a hot team and they're going to have that momentum going into it and they're going to have a lot of success. And also, it's a pretty tough building to play, play in if you're an opponent uh, playing in the old Saddle Dome. So those are my reasons why. So for me, it's Toronto versus Calgary in the Cup Final. That's fair. I, I can respect those opinions. For me, I... I well, I'm Tampa's got to be one of them, right? No, for, for me, actually, it's it's Colorado mm-hmm. and New York. I think it's going to be the Islanders. The Islanders? I, I think the Islanders, it's going to okay. be Colorado versus New York. I think okay. the Islanders have gone to the conference final the last two years. They know what it takes to get... They know what they need to do, yeah. They, they, they know what it takes to get that far. They know what they have to do to get over that hump. I think this is the year they finally do it. They don't have to face Tampa until that conference final game. And I think Tampa, Florida meet in that second round. Yep. 
Um, and I think Florida comes up top. And I think the Islanders can beat the Panthers easily. I have the Islanders out of the East. I have Colorado. I don't think there's anyone outside of Vegas. And I think Vegas got worse than they were last year. Flurry had a huge part in that game, mm-hmm. in that in that series win over Colorado. I think, you know, maybe losing Brad inside hurts a little bit, but I think overall Colorado is the best team out of the West, and I think they're mm-hmm. going to come out of it. And I have, I have the Islanders winning them. Fair enough. How many games very, do you have? Do you have games? Or I no? have five. I think they win in five. I have, I have Toronto in six. Yeah, I think Barry Trotz. If you get like Barry Trotz is a coach that can. You know, we saw it. They they beat Vegas in 2018, and I think he's, he can do the same against Colorado in a, in a seven-game series. I think they beat him in five, especially especially if they have home ice. Yeah. If the first two games are in New York, they're – In that new, in that new arena, by, by the way. The yeah, and, and I, think, I think that's what makes the difference for the Islanders. Well, even if it's the UBS arena, the Islander fan base is a very intimidating fan base, especially when you get in the postseason. Look at the last – Look at what they did in the last year of the Coliseum last year. Yep. How impactful the crowd being there was to the Islanders. Which is why I think if the Islanders have home ice, if they could win, they don't even have to win the President's Trophy. I mean, obviously you want to win the President's Trophy, but if they can get home ice throughout the Eastern Conference, they're fine. Right. If they can, if they can, and even if they play Colorado and Colorado has home ice, if they can head back to New York 1-1, New York's in trouble. I could see that. So again, no, that that's a really good match. That would be a fun. That would be a fun matchup to watch. I think so. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, but with that being said, guys, uh, thank you for for watching and listening to this two hour rant or part two of this two and a half hour episode. If you haven't already checked out part one, head on over to check out part one. Uh, thank you, Neil, for doing this and spending no uh, your your early Sunday afternoon with me. It was a pleasure having you. Of course, of course, man. It's always a pleasure to come on and talk. Uh, talk hockey, talk CFL football, which we've done before, talk NFL. Uh, yeah, it's just great to talk to you, and I'll, I'll, I'll definitely come on whenever you need me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Same with you with, uh, with the Devils. Uh, before we head out, where, where can people find you? So you can follow the Devil State of Mind podcast on Twitter at Devil State, as you can see if you're watching this. Um, you can see it right there at Devil State. On Instagram at Devil State of Mind, you can also like us on Facebook. Uh, we have new episodes that come out every Monday and Thursday, so I'll have a new episode coming out. Uh, tomorrow, you can follow me on my personal um, Twitter at th uh, and my personal Instagram at nvpqb11. And uh, yeah, man, just as always, thank you so much for having me on. This was a blast, and uh, I'm looking forward to the season finally getting underway. And we have so much: the regular season, All Star Game, outdoor games, the Olympics. I mean, yeah. we're, gonna have to, we're gonna have to do an Olympic episode. We oh yeah we have to do an Olympic um, watch along. I, I feel like we got to do something like oh it's yeah USA 100%, Canada. 100%. We got to do that. We got to do uh, that. But, but uh, again, thanks for having me on, man. This is great. Hey, no problem. Again, guys, give Neil a follow. He's a great. He's a great guy. Great listen. Head on over. Check him out if you're any inter- interested in the New Jersey stuff. I got. Thank you for coming on, Neil. No problem. All right, guys, and there you have it. That wraps up today's episode or this week's episode of the Sense Hour podcast. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. Remember, head out over DraftKings THPN uh, promo code. You can also head over to Instagram, Twitter at Sense underscore hour, myself, Shane underscore RY13, and check out the links below. We got some, uh, you know, check out, you know, Fanatics, NHL Shop, all that fun stuff. Get your newest gear. Links are below. Uh, stay safe, and we'll catch you here next week. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. 
New shows every day. Find us at the hockey podcast network.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.